Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Pens and Stuff podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. And I am Jim. Yes, you are. And we are back from Thanksgiving break. Hope everyone in the Americas, because I know we have listeners elsewhere in the world, which is crazy to think about. So if you're from there, welcome back. And if you're from America, happy happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We took a break off. We never told you guys that we were going to do that, but it was a last minute decision not to have a recording session two days after Thanksgiving. I was still in food coma, so... (laughs) Uh, and our but, family was still here. So. Yes, but seriously, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys had a great week last week. The Penguins did not have a great week last week. <laughs> that is but accurate. they had a great week the this week, week before last week. Yes. This week, not so much. The week True. The it's... week of Thanksgiving in America, Pittsburgh had an amazing week. So much so that Tristan Jari was the second star of the week. Heck yeah, he was. Let's talk about that real quick. Okay. He he finally Fine. got yes. the recognition he rec- well, he started. He finally started playing the way he, everybody okay. thought he should. To be fair, he has been pretty good all year. I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm saying that that he's that he's finally becoming the goalie that everybody thought he could be. Oh yes, is what I'm saying. And so on the same Tristan Jari track, I am very interested to see what happens with the Olympics because if he keeps playing really well, Canada is in this weird position with goaltending for the Olympics because yeah. Carey Price is iffy. Who else is there? I mean, they're all their goaltenders. are John Gibson are, is American, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Halibut is American. Mm-hmm. So right there, you have the two best goal scorers and uh, goaltenders in the league. Yeah. Yep. And then Vasilevsky's Swedish. Russian. Russian. Yes. Yes, he's Russian. Um, which I is the Vasilevsky. only thing Russia really has going for them. They have Ovechkin. Bro, no, but you should see Russia. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. I mean, they've got they've got they've got maybe three or four of the best players in the He's world, Russian. with Malkin yeah. and and uh, Ovechkin and Kucherovsky. But Kucherov. once you hit that four or five player step, mm-hmm. it goes except, right down into the toilet. Except in Russia, they do have the the KHL in yes. Russia. Yes, yes, and that's they have true. a lot of good players there. That's too. true too. Um, anyways, we're not talking about the Olympics. We're talking about Tristan Jari. So, anyways, I'm interested to see what happens there. If he gets picked to be, like, the third goalie for Canada, that would be insane. That would be interesting. Because people are saying he's an early Vezina runner. I'm like, oh, that's funny that he's not going to win the Vezina. But Dude, if he continues at this pace, he could very well be a Vezina runner. Well, that two, save two, percentage? two shutouts uh, last week. Or not, Didn't the, he have three? In He's yeah. had three. He had three in the past six games we had. He had he had two. Right. He's had five on the season, I think. No, oh, three on the season. Three on the season. Three on the season. He's had he okay. had two that week. Um, Saturday versus Toronto and Friday versus New York. Uh, here 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 are the stats for old TJ here. That's career. Where is this year? Here it is. All right. So he's played nineteen games. He's won ten, lost five, four. What's this stat? Overtime. And shootout losses. Mm-hmm. He has had thirty goals, thirty-eight goals against, five hundred and seventy saves, save percentage of nine thirty-three, a goals against of one ninety-seven. That's 
that is awesome. Vesna level. And if he stays at that pace, I'm not saying he's gonna he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna finish with a uh, with a sub two goals against because normally people don't do that. But I'm I'm telling you though, if if um, and and we'll talk about this when we get to the Edmonton game, if the defense actually does their job. Mm-hmm. He very well could. Yeah. Because we saw what happens when the defense does their job. And this, this defense is capable of. In, yeah, and in those last three games of, uh, or last four games, excuse me, from last week, they played five games? Yeah. No. Five games in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, but they, No, six games in two weeks. We did not have a lot of breaks. We played Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, oh, Friday. This, this game we already talked about. I never took that off my notes. Sorry that about the right. We played. They played Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Friday, Friday, the week before Thanksgiving. And, and then this yeah. last week, Monday and Wednesday. Monday and Wednesday. Okay. And then also today, which is Saturday. Yes, but Again, we talk about that game next week. They always seem to play on week. Saturday, which is frustrating for us. <laughs> it is, but it's, it's not a big deal. No. Yeah, play But jumping us. in to the last weeks of... The weeks that were the weeks that were instead of the week that was we have uh, <laughs> we we went on a Canadian road trip yes, yes. a toad trip it was a so to speak beautiful Canadian they road won trip. against Toronto they won against Winnipeg they won against the Canucks which was actually in Pittsburgh which was in Pittsburgh yeah but I mean we played Canadians and then right. we won against the Islanders yes in did they play. In their new stadium? Then? Yep, the USB Center, or UBS the first, Center. The first trip there. I keep wanting to call U- it the USB Center. UBS Arena. But it's UBS yeah. Arena. Yeah. And then they lost to Calgary in a shootout, lost to Edmonton. This week. You, forgot, a, you that, forgot about the Canadians lost, the 6-3 Canadians. Oh, the Canadians lost, yeah. Mm-hmm. We lost against the Canadians as well. That, that was, that that's was... probably the worst loss that we've had. Mm-hmm. We were down 3 nothing. very... Not to mention the 6-3 Ottawa loss. Well, let's go, let's go through it ago, here. But... Let's go through it. So let's go to Toronto. We'll start on a high note. They played Toronto at Toronto, and mm-hmm. they kicked the brakes off the very hot, let's be real, very hot Toronto, Toronto Maple, Maple Leafs. Leafs. Yes, they did. And actually, Abby, I think that Canadian game was before no, it wasn't. the Toronto game. Nope, the Canadians game was the 27th. Oh, no, that was our 6-0 win. Okay, so yeah, 2 nothing two or 3 nothing. Two nothing. Two nothing. Penguins over the Leafs. Let's talk about it. It's been a while. This was a game in which the defense did what they were supposed to do. Exactly. Because we didn't allow any goals in the second or the or the third. We held on to the lead and we didn't we didn't let our our foot off the gas. We kept pressing and shooting and and playing the game along without that, getting comfortable in a lead. Along that line about defense, the Leafs had four power play chances. The power, the, the penalty their, kill penalty on this kill. team, is top notch. It is the number one in the league. I, is it number I'm one? Just, still? It is number one in the I league. I am saying that I am very, I'm very happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's nothing else I can say about that except that I'm very happy that the power play. You almost wonder if having that power play now obviously you don't want to take too many penalties but do we become more aggressive defensively Mm. because you're not they're not going to call everything right but do we do we take a 
more aggressive position defensively so that we can I mean because even if you take a penalty you know that you know that the mm -hmm. PK is going to pick it up more than likely most likely yeah 90 percent of the time yep yeah the PK is 91 percent and the league average is 80 so we are 11 percent well, above well, the league well, average. average yep um and on and during the game the Oilers game they had two or three power play chances this just the last game we played on the first um they, they had two or three power play chances. They're the first power play in the league, and we're the first penalty kill. They did not score any power play goals. Are you goals. serious? I am serious. With McDavid and yep. Drysaddle and Nuge? They scored no power play goals. De That's defense, defense trumps offense. You, defense wins championships. That's Any sport. Any sport. Except basketball, maybe, but, you know, it is what it is. You Okay, you're telling me that if Le – I mean – that these players in the NBA, if they actually played defense, which they don't. Not a, not a lot of them do. If there were two guys on oh, your yeah, team that actually played defense, you could probably win every game. No, that's fair. You're right, yeah. I'm just saying, because no, nobody else plays defense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. I don't watch basketball. What? Okay, so moving on. Uh, the, the Maple Leafs game was very good. Mm -hmm. Jake Gensel, Carter, Jeff Carter. I love Jeff Carter. I, you know that. I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a fanboy. Got to get some shirts made up that says Jeffrey freaking Carter with a smile on it. That'd be amazing. Yes. Even though he doesn't smile much. No, with uh, with Bert, with the eyebrows. And the eyebrows because and the smile. his eyebrows are iconic. And then the <laughs> teeth, yeah. That'd be good. You get on that. Okay. I'll that's try all, my that's your job. Moving on, Monday, November 22nd, three days before Thanksgiving, best holiday in the world. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, three. Winnipeg, one. Pittsburgh scored three unanswered to win this game. What are our thoughts of this game? Again, it's been a while. <laughs> <gasps> Since when? Since when what? Teddy Bluger's name is now Theodore Bluger. Are you... What? I think his name has always been Theodore. Yes, but he's going by it now. <laughs> and he doesn't spell it with an E. There's no E at the end of his Theodore. What are you Theodore. talking about? Look. Well, you're okay. Google. That's Google. You're, you're googling that's it, and that's up. giving you his actual name. I know. This is, this that's is, so the, wrong. The NHL still has him as Teddy. Okay. So okay. I was scared for a minute and very sad. Okay, so anyways, after that totally short random. detour, moving back to Sorry. the Winnipeg Jets game. It was a good game. What's our thoughts, Dad? I uh, James. I was super excited Timothy. to see the team come back because we haven't done that a lot this year. It seems like if we if we don't get the first goal we have a hard time getting back into things and, and coming back, especially if we go down like one or two or two goal. If we go down two goals then it's like fire sale and, and nothing seems to work. But this game was, was good in the sense that we gave up the first goal, but we shut it down and we, I mean, there were a lot of, I mean, in this particular game, especially at the end, uh, there were a lot of guys like, um, flying in front of shots and and trying to you know playing playing defense or, or as as mike sullivan likes to say playing the game the right way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so what, i mean what's it's, very encouraging to see here is when we're playing teams that are good we play good and it's not like we're only we're not like beating up on bad teams and then right. when it comes time to play like, we're not the dallas cowboys <laughs> when it comes time to play teams that are shots fired good and are potentially playoff caliber teams like the leaves like the jets mm -hmm. we are playing playoff caliber hockey which is something that usually 
happens. Right. But what we need to do is play that way. All the time. Against everyone. Right. Which we don't really see, like, the loss against the Canadians. But Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think we get comfortable because we're like, oh, yeah, this is an easy team. This is yeah. a team we can totally beat. Like, they're not playing very well. And we, we get off our guard a little bit, which is mm-hmm. very dangerous. Yeah. So moving on, speaking of playing against teams that are not probably going to be in the playoffs, we played Vancouver mm-hmm. on the 24th, a day before the best holiday in the world, America mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we won 4-1 to one, Tristan Jari. Plays amazingly yet again, only letting in one goal. Thoughts on this game? Abby, why don't you start this time? <laughs> I don't think just, I watched just, this game. Just three. But uh, I remember being very happy with, with all the uh, – the was this the game that Rusty got injured? Rusty scored yes. a power play goal, though. So that's something. Yep. That is something. I – We'll take this game to address um, a one man we like to call Erod, because this guy is insane. Oh, was this the twelve shot game? Um, no, I think that was the was this no, it wasn't uh, this one. It was the next one. It was the loss to the Canadians. Was the twelve was the was the? Yeah, he only had three shots in this. Game. Yeah, but I'm gonna talk about him during Sorry. this game because I don't really know what happened during this game. Oh, I know that we won and it was great. Yes, but we did. Evan Rodriguez. Chris Tang was a minus one though. Since... <laughs> Not surprising. Anyways, um, Evan Rodriguez is an absolutely insane forward player. Like, he's so versatile. You could put him on the fourth line, and he would he would grind, and he would play that fourth line position. You could put him on the on the first line, and he, he jumps, he steps up, yep. and, and can play with players but, like Crosby and Gensel. But what's great is when he's only getting 10 minutes on the bottom line, he's still giving you the same amount of production that he would if you put him on, like, the second and line. And the same amount and of effort. He, and when he's on the first line, he's giving you the same – the same effort, but times two because he's getting 20 minutes as opposed to 10. Yeah, and then you can put him on the power play. You can put him on the penalty kill, and he's still an insane player. I don't think they put him on the penalty kill, but you could mm-hmm. because he plays an insane defensive game as well. And so I just wanted to give this shout-out to Erod because he's an insane, versatile player that the Pens – he was a, he was a really – good um acquisition what disappoints me is that the mvp award is always awarded to the person who has like the most goals or the most shots because Connor mcdavid and leon drysaddle should not even be in the conversation because they're not the most valuable to their team because there's two of them am i wrong most valuable player is the most valuable player to your team so a, a person like let's say i'm trying to think of someone who's like an all-star who has nothing around him Ovechkin. No, Ovechkin has never mind. Not Ovechkin. Like someone who's like Krill Kaprizov. Okay, he's an all-star caliber player. At least was last year. He's playing pretty and well. And he's this got year no too. one else around him who's all-star caliber. He should be an MVP candidate. Considered, yeah. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like well, Sidney Crosby shouldn't be in it because he's got Mock and he's got Gensel, all of Latang, all of All-Stars. Tristan Jari's an all-star. We forget that. That's yes, true. Is. Tristan Jerry is all star goaltender last year, but that's just Pro- me. probably will be again this year. Stepping off my soapbox, there okay. you go. I just, I just I just don't like how people are like, oh, he scored 120 goals. Let's put him in or 120 points. He's an MVP. No, because Leon Drysaddle's over there putting up 100. That's yeah. not the most valuable player to your team. I'm sorry, I'm just saying because when you have two people putting up that amount of points, 
and you're still middle of the pack? I don't think they are this year, but last year? You, you, they shouldn't be in the conversation for an MVP. That's my stance. Jeffrey Carter is the MVP of our team right now. <laughs> you can't deny that. Him or Erod. Yeah. You Crosby. Can't, you can't. Or Gensel. Or, or Jari. I mean, Cro- Gensel. And, Crosby's not playing well this year. And I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it right now. Um, you know, Gensel's on a how, is it 10, 11 game. 11 game, is it 11 game scoring game? streak. Yep. So, um, yeah, even in those three losses, he's still got a point in each of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I you can't you can't deny that Gensel is important to this team. Um, but again, most valuable player awards are are fun to talk about, but ultimately, it's a popularity. It's contest. about it's about winning, right? It's, it's about it's a winning. Team game. And you don't win with one player. Nope. Well, unless you're the Edmonton Oilers, apparently they haven't and won they anything. Have, they have two. <laughs> Not won everything, but they and haven't even won when they, anything. They haven't e- won a cup. Listen, no, even sorry. with Gretzky, the greatest player ever, he what, what people consider the greatest player ever. I still, I'm still, to Mary I still soapbox on Mar- for Mario Lemieux. But I mean, when you put points in comparison to games, yes, exactly. <laughs> right. So, um, but. The the point I'm saying is, and even Mario, when he didn't have anybody around him, they didn't win. Yeah. Um, when they had to blow up the team and and sell off players like Francis and and Coffee and and all those guys had to go away, they weren't as good. Yeah. And I mean, 2004 when he came back. Yeah. They were I mean, like garbage because they got Sidney Crosby. So. Right. But but even. You know, uh, you you have to have the team around you. You have to have those role players. You have to have those guys who can come in and and kick butt. You have to have someone who can come in and and take someone down who's messing with your star players. Mm-hmm. You got to have that. I mean, it's all of it's valuable. Mm-hmm. So, but this this game against Vancouver, which is what we're talking about, <laughs> um, it's it was it was a good game. Um, the the uh, the defense played very well. Uh, Tristan Jari again only lets in one goal, and that is like near the end of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so uh, he, he went almost, you know, 40, uh, 55 minutes of the game without letting in a goal, mm-hmm. and it was um, uh, it was it was it was a fun game to watch because it was um, you know that second period where they they dumped three in the net. Um, you know, Rust at the very beginning on the power play, then Erod, and then Aston Reese uh, at the end. It was just, uh, it was, a, it was a good game to watch. It was a good game to. I, I just, I think this team showed what it can do. And against, again, Vancouver's sliding. Vancouver's not a good team right oh, now. Oh, Vancouver. Vancouver, and it's it's puzzling because Vancouver has talent. They're, they're, yeah, their shakeups that's going to happen. I think there, it's I think. coaching a lot that it's, they need to have some sort probably, of management change. It's yeah, probably okay. it's probably you're, you're probably right. So um, can we move to the next game because yeah. we're we're going off off along on this yep. first segment. Yeah, Jari <laughs> gets a shutout. Another one against the puzzling Islanders team that is oh only won five games. This was such a crazy game to me because like. We scored like it was, it was a very back and forth game. Like, I don't know. I feel like if the Islanders want to win something, they need to change their gameplay. Just from what I'm seeing, and um, you're not gonna get that though. Barry Trotz is no, he's very set in his ways. Um, 
but anyways, I think it was a very interesting game to watch. It wasn't it wasn't very exciting, you know, like there was there was possession both ways, but it felt like a very neutral like, zone. Like battle. we talked about last week or last year, geez, when we were playing them in the playoffs. The Islanders play one way, the Penguins play another way. they they play strengths. Pittsburgh's very offensive minded. Right. The Islanders are very defensive minded. So when we play, it's gonna be like this, usually, unless the goaltenders aren't playing great, the defense isn't playing great. So otherwise, it's just going to be like a a score fest. But right. A sh- <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that yeah. So the Penguins got the better of the Islanders in this game. Yeah. But it was a very it was a clean goal from Cappy too. Tight it, game. it was it was a it was a game in which I think both goalies played very well. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, um, if I'm not mistaken. Had a butt ton of shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh had thirty. The Islanders had twenty-five. Yeah, because I mean, the three stars of the game were Jari and Sorokin were two of them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I mean, the goaltenders really played well. And the, the, the Islanders have goal. a very good goaltender in Sorokin. Yes, they sadly, do. Sadly, and for some reason, not sadly, but for sadly for him, some reason they can't get it together going yeah. for him. Yeah, for sure. But I think I think the Islanders are riddled with injuries right now. Mm-hmm. I that, think well, that's true. Some of their top players, a lot of I guys think, on the COVID protocol and whatnot. So I think which uh, is affecting everyone this year. Exactly. Chara was a scratch. Yeah, Char Chara's uh, injured. Oh, okay, okay, that's good to know. Because if you're scratching him, that makes me sad. <laughs> but look at that—they have Sebastian Aho playing the defenseman, the white defenseman, not. Or yeah, Sebastian Aho. Is on defense. He normally doesn't start. Tyler Hickey, pretty sure he played for the Penguins at one point. <clears throat> oh no, I guess he's just played for the Islanders. Anyway, time. Anyway, but they're dealing with injuries. I think uh, their captain, what's his nose? Can't remember his name. I don't even know. Anders Lee. Oh yeah. I think he's injured. he's been in and out a lot. Anders Lee has. He didn't. He didn't play in the game that against. In this game, us. that one guy. <laughs> okay, he's um, injured, so, so <laughs> I can't nice. think of names right now. What grade would you give the Pens that week? The week of the twentieth through the twenty sixth. When you go on a, I'd give him an A minus. Four game win streak. I would give them. I give Tristan game. Jari an A. It was a five game win streak. Well, yeah, but that week was a four. Well, yeah. But four games in that week. Jari yeah. gets an A plus. The team gets a solid A. Yeah, I, I'd give him an A+. Plus. I think one thing looking at the stats you can clean up is the turnovers. Mm-hmm. The power play has to get going. Well, you when you get when you get eight, eight out of eight points and don't give the teams you're playing any points, yeah. to me, that's an A-plus week. Yeah, that's um, true. There, are there things that, that needed fixing? Yes. Were there uh, issues that needed to be dealt with? Yes. But overall, I think this team in that week – Played exceptionally well, mm-hmm. and then we, we had the next week. But can I say I'm real leaving. quick before we get into this? You can tell that this team goes as our goaltenders go. The goaltender mm-hmm. has to be playing very well. Well, I mean, not very well. Just give them an opportunity to get that first goal. Because when we get that first goal, we do not lose in regulation. Usually. We're like nine zero and two, I think, when we get the first goal, or something crazy like that. Stat probably more since we did this because. The next game, Saturday, November 27th, two days after Thanksgiving. DeSmith started this DeSmith game. DeSmith started this game. He played very well in that first, but then Jonathan Drian gets that first goal, and they just they don't look back. 
Well, and to be honest, the the Penguins, um, like I said, they got down a couple of goals. We had 50 shots on goal. I know. But there again, I mean. Erod had 12 of And those. again, and again, I'll say this. It seems to me that goalies, opposing goalies, go nuts when they play the Penguins. And I don't know why that is. So we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about. Uh, Vesna candidates, and I said, why isn't there a picture of every goalie that Pittsburgh faces on the night they face them? You know, because mm-hmm. um, they usually play insane against us. But yeah, I think the third period. Another factor. This was a back-to-back game, right? Yes. And we gave up five goals in the third period. Three of those were empty netters. That's true. True, but what I'm saying is, Josh Anderson. Okay. The fatigue factor has to come to play into that a little bit. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, we we very nearly came back in this game. Oh, we mm-hmm. did. If we don't give up that one goal, I think it is to Josh Anderson. Josh, no, it was only two empty netters. But Josh Anderson scores like right as soon as Jeff Carter scores. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, 30 seconds that was, after. It was such yeah. a rough game to watch because you were like, oh, there's hope. Nope, there's not no. hope. Oh, there's yeah. hope. No. Never mind. And no. then we just yeah. pooped I out. mean, and well, also. Well, Crosby scored with the with the, with the the goaltender pulled. So did Jeff and Carter. At, and at that time, mm-hmm. it was it was 4-3. 4-3. Yeah. And then they just got the two. Oh, no, years. that was that one. Sidney Crosby on Josh Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Toffoli's goal was due to, uh, or no, the, the Anderson goal, empty netter, was due to a trip. On the breakaway. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, which was kind Chris of fake, but that was that was not a good choice by Latang, probably. No. But. but yeah, there's not much to say about this. Even Rodriguez putting even Evan Rodriguez putting twelve shots on net was mm-hmm. very good, and a lot of those were high quality chances. They so. were. It's true, but which is insane. Jake Allen just played out of his goal. Jake Allen played incredibly well. Yeah. Speaking of hot goalies, let's move on to the Flames. Markstrom two, is so two puns hot there this year. because yes. Markstrom is very, playing very hot and they are the Flames. So it's true. Take whichever pun you want, but the Penguins. I was listening to this. I heard the Milan Lucic goal, and I fell asleep right after that. And so I woke up and I was like, "Oh, we got a point out of that." I was I was very pleased because the Penguins were not doing well yeah. against Markstrom. Yeah, but we scored on the power play. Mm-hmm. Yes, we Jake did. Jake Gensel apparently. Yep. In the yep. third period, we gave up a goal to Milan Lucic. Oh, That's pathetic. Milan Lucic. Oh, my goodness. Milan Lucic. Old, uh, old 2-9 right there. Yeah. But we go to the shootout. Chris Letang scores. Chris Letang was the only one that scored for our team. Dude, if we I had, still don't understand why we put him on the shootout. If we had it Brian Rust, he, he would have won the game for us. Probably Instead of sure. Jeffrey Carter, he would have just... I thought you said Jeff was the MVP. Oh, Jeff Carter is the MVP, but you put him there in the fourth spot after Andrew Mangiapane misses. That's true. It's Mangiapane. Mangiapane, I don't care. <laughs> or he gets a... Was Jari playing this game? Backland scored, yeah, scored one of the shootout goals for Calgary. It was the first goal he has ever scored in a shootout out of eight attempts. Seven or eight. He's no Brian Rust. I was like, that's pathetic, but whatever. It was a laser. It was a really good but shot. When but when we start also... putting Brock McGinn out on the shootout, yeah, that was... not 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 a that's not a diss to Brock McGinn. We don't have a good shootout but roster. But he is not that kind of goal scorer. No, no. he's not a Sidney Crosby. So then we turn the calendar to December, 
We played the Edmonton Oilers. This was the worst game to watch. Goat I... versus Phony Goat. <laughs> yeah. And Baby Goat. And Baby Goat was and also baby playing. Goat. Old. One, two. You know him. <laughs> Zach Aston Reese. I, I want a jersey guy. of Zach Aston Reese, but instead of Aston Reese on the back, you just put Baby Goat. There you go. Number 12, baby goat. Number but they 12, might think you were talking about Dom Simone. Or, or I might be talking about Bob Berry. That's true. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Who knows? Classic. I don't think anyone would think you were talking about Bob Berry. He's not a baby anymore. <laughs> and he's well, not and a he's, goat, that's he, for sure. I don't think he was ever considered a goat. But um, Role player. Solid role player. Solid. <laughs> solid. Yeah, this, this game, um, we watched, was it the second period? I we watched, watched the whole thing. I watched the majority of this game. <laughs> I will say one thing. Yes. Zach Hyman. Yeah. There's no getting like this, this is no joke. And and we played horrible defense and Zach Hyman was so hot. He had like he had two goals I think. Yeah, almost. Yes. And and well, like three other high high quality chances. He only yeah. had three shots on goal though. Oh, so maybe not. Well, but no, you can have a high quality chance and not hit it and not goal. hit the net. Yeah, so it was just insane the way they were playing. Okay, may I just say something here? I know the plus minus plus minus isn't the end all be all, but Connor McDavid in this game, he had four points and he had a plus minus of five. Yeah, he was he was on the ice for every goal. My goodness, and then Sidney Crosby had a plus minus of minus four. Yeah. Not That's good. because we always put he, the he first line career, out with their. He has a career low, not career low, but see, uh, team low this year of minus eight. Here's uh, so. That's here's what I changing. what I when after the first period, I think I watched at the first period only of this game, but after that first period, I was. Um, you were so mad at Crystal Tang. Tang was directly responsible for both of those goals in the first period. Yeah. Directly responsible. He, um... I feel like Tristan Jari, the first time in gold, Jari done something about that. That was kind of on Jari, too. But also, he should have... Latang yeah. should have shut him down on that one. But the 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 point uh, in, in this particular game, um, Chris just... I mean, there was, there was one pass from Crosby. No. This was... This was a different game. But anyway... Uh, there was one pass. Was it the Vancouver game or was it the Calgary game? I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, Sid passed the puck. Beautiful pass out of the corner, up to the top to Latang. He doesn't handle it. It pops over a stick and it goes right to the defender run or the uh, other team, skating down the ice and he scores. I mm. mean, this is this is the kind of thing that we're seeing all the time from Chris Letang. I yeah. think it's time. I really think it's time that we consider a trade to I, get rid of this guy. I, and I love him. He's, he's a great player. Right he's a great player, but he does not seem to be buying in to Sully's defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just doesn't. And and you you put him with Brian Dumoulin and Dumoulin does make up for mistakes that he does. Letang makes because he's an insane defensive defenseman. Yep. But what, what there's only so much that you can do when you keep making the same mistakes that Latang makes over, over and over. Do, do you think here, here's an idea? Do you think we trade him for another defenseman, or do you think we have Mark Freeman and we have P.O. Joseph? 
I think we have come a up good young defense core. And replace him, and we could make a move for a solid 30-goaler, goal scorer, 20-goal scorer. I think we need an enforcer. If we're going to trade... If we're going to trade Chris Letang, we need someone who's willing to lay out the body to get in, to get here's down and dirty. Guys, guys, here's an idea. All right. Just hear me out. Okay. Flames. Got a bunch of guys with contracts up this year. That's true. Move Letang. Just put a second rounder on that. Get Matthew Kachuk. I'd be for that. He's an yeah. RFA at the end 100%. of the year. We have Malkin's contract who's up next year. Mm-hmm. It would be a great move for the future. It would be a great move for right now. It's true. I, I would we not could, be. We could, we could throw Jason Zucker in. I would Because Zucker's not really doing anything right now. I would not be against that. Guys, hot take. Make a graphic. Potential trade graphic. Okay. Chris Letang in a second. Matthew And Zucker for Matthew Kachuk in a third. Right there. Write that down so I can have it. Write that down. Send it to the GM. I can't remember his name. Ron. Ron Hextall. Ron Hextall. I almost said Ron Francis. That's not correct. He's the guy who ruined the Seattle Kraken. Oh, great. How can you ruin something that hasn't even started? <laughs> so uh, let's we're moving on here. We got those those games. Okay, so what would you give the intense. for for the weeks that were an overall letter grade? D plus. D even with the A of a week that was, you're saying last week was like an F? Hmm? I said for overall the last for the two, two weeks. Or well, the last two weeks. Last I thought the weeks. last one week was B. a D minus. A B for the last two weeks? Yes. Yeah, combined, I'd say like a B minus. Okay, but who was the MVP of the last Tristan two weeks? Jari. Tristan Jari. Tristan mm-hmm. Jari. I got to say Evan Rodriguez. I'm sorry. Him too. I love Evan Rodriguez. I think Tristan Jari factored in on more wins than Evan Rodriguez did. Right, that's fair. Also, like he plays all 60 minutes, which <laughs> helps too, but. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. averaging, his average ice time this year, this year is 61 minutes of ice time. Tristan Jari. Because we played so many overtime yeah. games. Mm, 61 minutes. Sense. Anyway, moving on, let's talk about our other teams. If you guys haven't <gasps> been listening, Can I go first? Abby is following the Dallas Stars. I'm following the Bees, the Boston Bruins, not the Buttholes, but you know, they're both. And then uh, Jim is following the newly christened 32nd team of the NHL, the Seattle Kraken. Release the Kraken. I hate that commercial. That guy's got some teeth. He's well, that guy, terrifying. Not, not that guy. It's just. I mean, you do kind of look like can, him, but I don't know. That's kind of <laughs> not cool. You can, you can say... Just um, Love you. You can say it like uh, the guy... What was Davy Jones from the Pirates from the Luke first Cat Pirates? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Release the Kraken. Yikes. That was one of the best movies of all time. That's, that was Let me tell you, Top 10 on my list. That was a low-key good movie. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Dad, Jim, Jimothy. Oh, you How was first? Seattle this um, past two weeks? The the game I want to talk about is uh, the Kraken versus the Crapitals. The butt cracks versus the Crapitals. At the Seattle Arena, because I refuse to call it by its actual name, because the name is stupid. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Um, this game uh, saw Seattle play, simply kick the Crapitals' collective buttocks. <laughs> um Todd DeFraud Wilson and the mediocre eight bookended four goals from the Kraken. Um, McCann on the power play, Schwartz, Larson, and uh, Yarncrow. Uh, but what I loved about this game um, is this stat line right here. Uh, Seattle, 21 hits, Washington, 17. <laughs> I mean, they just... Uh, Thanks, Brandon Tanev, probably. It just, yeah, probably. It just goes to show 
the Kraken were out to lay some punishment on this team uh, from D.C., and they got the W because of it. And I think it kind of sparked the rest of the weeks, the, these two weeks for Seattle, because they they are they've won five out of the last seven games. And um, but it was a, it was a great game for the Kraken and for America. That's true. My because, team, the Boston Bruins, went three for three. Um, something I want to talk about: Brad Marchand. My guy, Brad. Did you did you see did you see where Artemi Panarin threw his glove at him? Yeah, that was that's funny. That was really funny. Um, I don't know what it has to be in. That would be the five to win the Rangers had over the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Tragic, but in a game on Sunday, November twenty eighth, Boston Bruins beat the Vancouver Canucks. No surprise, three to two, and uh, Brad Marchand got ejected and suspended three games for slew footing. <laughs> defenseman Oliver Ekman Larson. That was crazy. Poor Ekman. Did you did you see the? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched much of them just because I forget every time they're on. I follow him, you know. Anton Bildy. Look at that guy. He's got a nice comb over. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, they're they're sitting outside looking in on the playoff standings right now. The Bruins are. So um, it's pretty sad, but. I'm not really that disappointed. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I got to follow them because that's what the lottery said. But they're sitting behind the Red Wings, Lightning, Leafs, and Panthers, which I never thought I'd see the day where the Bruins were behind the Red Wings in the standings. Feels like not 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 recently. Yeah, like before before I started watching hockey, the Red Wings were, you know, Incredible. dynasty. But I mean, they're they're still one of the best teams in the NHL ever. Like, yeah, well, yeah, historically, historically. historically. They're, they're one of the first. They're the yeah, they're 16, original so six. So is Boston, for that yeah, matter. And so are the Canadians. And all of them are not doing well. Neither are they. Yeah. But, but the Rangers so are, the are Leafs, doing well. Chicago's not mm-hmm. doing well. And so are the Senators. No. It was the original Although six the were the Blackhawks, the Rangers, the Bruins. Yeah. The Wings. The Wings. The, oh, uh, the, the Canadians and the Maple Leafs. Yeah. So most of the most of the original six are sitting in a playoff spot right now, besides the Canadians and the Blackhawks. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. No. But the Bruins had a good a good five hundred last two weeks. They are the worst okay. the, they're the last two weeks. Bruins have played the worst out of all three of them. Our second This team. is true. And all th- all 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 five of our teams. Can, can, Stop. can we let sorry. her talk before sorry. she pees her pants? Really, Cut the crap out. I'm sorry. Moving on to the next segment. We're not talking about the Dallas no, Stars. Please, no, please, let me talk about the Stars. No, we got to. We got to. We got to go. We got to no, go. Come on. Moving on to no, segment no, no, number three. No, 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 What? Okay, so. <laughs> you have a minute. These Stars on. have won no. eight of their last nine, I think. Yeah, eight of their last nine games. Insane. The last game that the, – the game I want to talk about, Tuesday's game, they played against Carolina. It was a 4-1 win for them. It was the – it was, was it? it wasn't the one we predicted. Never mind. 45 seconds. Stop rushing me. No, but this game was so good. I watched this game because I really do like the stars. I like the stars a lot. She liked the stars before they were. I yeah. did. And I was very happy when I got them. But I have one thing to say. Rope Hints. This guy is insane. Rope it's it's Heinz. It's Rope Hints. I'm you cannot. Kidding. Anyways, in this game against uh, Carolina, he got a hat trick. And 
he got it. Um, he was on the ice for all all four goals. Mm-hmm. Um, the line hints Pavelski and Robertson, insane line. They were the only ones that scored. And you say Jopa, I say Velsky. Jopa. Velsky. Jopa. Velsky. Anyways, this is. It was just. It was such a good game. It was a fun game to watch. They were just. They were on top of things. Even though Carolina outshot them, and I would say probably outplayed them, they just capitalized on every opportunity they got. It was really fun to watch. Also, I just want to say, back to Rope Hints. This guy, like, who's heard of Rope Hints? I, have, I don't think. I have. I mean, no. before this year. Uh, no, I, I knew about him. Or last year. year. I knew him before last year, too. You haven't really heard of this guy before. But, like, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn are not producing this year very well at all. Like, not no. what you would expect from big names like Jamie yeah. Benn and Tyler Sagan. So, this guy. And, and Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson, they're stepping up. Mm-hmm. And I love to see that on a team like this. Like, they're stepping up and producing when their superstars are struggling. And I think it's really, it's really, it's really cool to watch these young players starting to find their feet and do really well. And it just makes me really happy. Okay, so overall, the Stars have been doing really, really well. They are fourth in the Central, third in the Central. Yep. And so, yeah, they're looking really good. And they've played less games than both Minnesota and St. Louis, who they are behind. So, Well, that's yeah, that's good. Very excited to see. Avalanche right now, though, is talking about the Central, sitting out of a playoff spot. Oh, that's sad. That is we surprising. All call, but it's very surprising because everyone's like, oh, they're going to win the Central. Well, I mean, with their team, they should. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, we got a fun little segment here. Who had the best mustache? In the month of November on the Penguins, <laughs> there was a challenge going on inside the locker room between Jason Zucker and Brian, Brian Rust. Rust. And the team picked sides, which was probably why they played so well. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Probably. But who morale, had man. the best mustache? Brandon, Brian Rust, Jason Zucker, or someone else on the Penguins? Who? Go. Not Tristan Jari. His looks like a little fuzzy caterpillar. But I really, <laughs> you know who's and and this isn't the winner. But do you know whose mustache was a hundred times better than it normally is this year? Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby's. It looked full. It, he, it, it was. I don't know what he dangly. did. I don't know what I don't know what he did. Little <clears throat> He probably got. What he some, rubbed uh, on his on his lip. Yeah. But he he did grow a very nice mustache this year. Um, Hair growth serum. On but his I will say there. I will say that I I got to give the nod. To Brian Rust, oh, it, I okay. think his I think his mustache this year was uh, it was better. Uh, three years ago, he had a really fly mustache, um, but but this year this year's was it wasn't quite so. I don't know if I can use this word. It wasn't quite so um, like hanging over his mouth. It, he had it he had it groomed to the point where it was. It was nice and full up top and coming down really nice. I, I just, I give my vote to Big BR. Okay. I liked Rusty's a lot. A lot more than Zucker's. I, Zucker's, like, it was a big full mustache, but I just didn't like the type of mustache. That was, it hung down too far, in my opinion. Yeah, he, but had, it was he really, had more of the walrus coming down. Right. But for me, I'm not going to choose either of them. I'm choosing Casey DeSmith because his mustache is amazing. I don't know what it, like it's tiny little thing, 
on his lip, but it's it's so good. It just complements his face really well. He played like trash all of November. However, his mustache was incredible. And so I'm giving it to him because it was amazing. All right, before I say it, um, they they had shirts made and they were doing a verses. So they had one of Zucker's, one mustache, and one of Russ's mustache. You could buy it and you could donate to the Mary Lemieux Foundation. And they have a little they have a little uh, uh, oh, scoreboard wow. on here. And they've raised $4,725. Nice. But Brian Rust edges out Jason Zucker in shirts sold by 473 to 372 So not really an edging out. 200 more for Rust, 201 yeah, more for Rust. But still, that was pretty good. But I have to say, I liked Zucker's better. It just, it was bushier. It it dangled over the lip. It was, it was pretty nice. I, I liked Zucker's. But both the boys had amazing mustaches. A lot of the boys had amazing mustaches. That's true. Okay, I, I was going to mention Casey DeSmith if you didn't, but... Mm-hmm. Casey DeSmith was really nice. Also, Yuso Ricola had a really nice mustache. Ricola did too. Even though Good he only God. played a couple games, but his was pretty nice. His was very nice. All right. So, on this same mustache thing, what about in the entire NHL? Did anyone have a better mustache in the NHL? I don't have anything to say about that, but I will say I'm so glad that Austin Matthews shaped his because <laughs> he raised $134,000 for men's health. And he's like, if I raise this much money, I'll shave my mustache. He, sh- he shaved it, and they won by a landslide in their next game. So I, Coincidence? I pray that he doesn't get it back, that he's a superstitious person and will not grow it back. The, the, um, the, the idea, I think, that he, he's talking about growing it back after the season. Like, he's, he's got it cut off. We don't have to suffer through looking at it for the rest of the season. We only have to play him one more time. But with Austin Matthews being the golden boy, you you have to see his face just about every other day on highlights and stuff. So I'm not mad that he – like, he looks so much better without it. He looks like a baby, but he looks so much better. Yep. Not even Um, But overall, I like – I want to give a shout-out to Winnipeg Jets defenseman. Josh Morrissey. Mm. He has one of the spinning the computer best mustaches in the NHL. That's pretty good. I really like it. I think it looks it suits him because otherwise he looks like a, like a two year old <laughs> without it. This is true. But and I really like Josh Morrissey. I think he's a great great player, player. solid defenseman. Their number one defenseman over there in Winnipeg. But yeah, so November's done. I'm not shaving mine, but you know what? It's okay. I'm not shaving mine either. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll trim it. We we should have definitely it. gone full mustache instead of just the goatee. Thing. Eh, maybe. I think that would have been fun. <laughs> maybe next year. Next year. We'll raise money. If the podcast goes off, we'll raise money for There we go. Itself. Moving on, though, we have a couple more segments for you, a couple more things to talk about. Let's talk about our most disappointing and surprising team this year in the NHL. Abby, go. Um. Okay. So going into this season, we had a lot of expectations for a lot of teams. And I would probably say the number one disappointment for me is probably... Hmm. 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 Wait for hmm. it. It's a tough decision. I think, though, the number one disappointment for me is Chicago. Hmm. Because they were making moves. They were making huge moves. And they had a lot of pieces that... 
I thought would work really well together. Mm-hmm. And then it just didn't. That's and tricky. especially because they have Flower. And it just makes me so sad to see him not playing well. Um, yeah. And I just I was expecting a lot from that team because I'm like, oh, yeah, they have good goaltending. They, they, they moved Seth Jones. They ha- already have really good offense. And so I'm like, this will generate some good stuff for them. But they're still they're doing really bad. They've yeah. only won eight games. They're in seventh in the Central. I would say that's probably the most disappointing team for me. That's fair. That's fair. Jim, disappointment. You are, but what's your favorite? Could you be used to disappointment? I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who is the most disappointing um, team in your I, mind? I, I agree with uh, Chicago. That That is very disappointing. But even if, as you look at it, they're still only um, 12 points out of a wild card spot. And there's a lot of time left in the season. So they could turn it around and get it together. And and Chicago has enough veteran players that I think that that could happen. So I'll just say that. Um, For me, I think the most disappointing uh, team so far. um, uh, We started recording or we started the podcast at five after. It's almost been an hour. Okay, let's yeah, go. I'm just saying. Okay. <clears throat> I think to me the most, well, aside from Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh's dis- been disappointing because I think they should be much better than their record is is showing. But mm. I think probably one of the most disappointing uh, teams in my mind is probably Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, I was going to say that. Because too. Montreal, I mean, they, they, just, they just finished a cup run. Now they've lost their number one goalie. They've lost their number two goalie. Um, they lost mm-hmm. Shea Weber for forever. And and it's it's uh, you know that's tough to come back from. Yeah. But uh, the 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 baseline of this team and the and the talent that they have, um, sometimes they show up. I mean, ask Pittsburgh. Sometimes they show up and they <laughs> score like crazy. Yeah. Um, but then you have uh, you know other nights where they they're not. They get shut um, out six zero. Their their goal differential is a minus thirty three, which is horrific. They've mm-hmm. only scored uh, won six games, fourteen points, um, in eighth place in the wild card standings, um, in their division. They're dead last, right? Mm-mm. They're they're, they're ahead of Ottawa. Ottawa. Just Ottawa. After, just yeah, just <laughs> which my first season week power rankings look pretty pathetic <laughs> at Ottawa. <laughs> so anyway, I just I think. I, I would say Montreal is probably the most disappointing. I was hoping that they mm-hmm. would they would really compete for uh, maybe even the Atlantic Division this year, but yeah. they're not. So, mm-hmm. so honorable shout out to the Islanders. Yes. Yes. But I was. I was. I'm very disappointed. I was vacillating <laughs> between I'm, the two. I'm not very disappointed. <laughs> I was not very. I'm not disappointed that they're bad because I hate that team. They're <laughs> a bunch of thugs. But mine has they've been riddled with injuries too along with Montreal. But mine has to be the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. You're not injured. You have elite young talent. You have Brock Besser, you have Pedersen, you have Miller, you have Hughes, and you brought in a lot of pieces that should help you win. You also have Thatcher Demko, who's a really solid goaltender. So why are you doing this bad? There are only four teams in the league that are worse than you. Yeah. In the league. And two of them have been riddled with injuries, and the other ones 
this, the other two are the Coyotes and Senators. Perennial bottom. You're not teams. even better than Seattle. No, no, or Buffalo. Like, come on. So something's got to change over there in Vancouver. And yep, they especially when you made the playoffs last year. No, they didn't make the playoffs. They made the playoffs two years ago. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I agree. They, they're just disappointing. You see them do well because of how many talented players they have and how many how young they are like if you can get them and you like if you can make a run now with all that young talent and then like bring them back and just keep running it back but you're not winning so something's got to change and i don't know if it's a trade or a coach firing or a gm firing or something but really you've got to kick the can on something but something has to change absolutely yeah so how about surprising Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo's I mean, pretty surprising. Yeah, for they're, sure. They're coming back down to earth now. Yeah. Um, but Buffalo's start was really surprising. I think you could you could put a uh, you could put in a, a nod for the Rangers being surprising. I, I'm not surprised by the Rangers. Um, I expected this. I said this. I am surprised. I, by I the think Rangers. I think I'm I think I'm surprised by Detroit doing so well. Too. Yep. And how about Anaheim? Top ten yeah. in the league. I'm saying yeah. Anaheim because I don't know. With all their young players, you're still expecting them to be, you know, middle of the pack. Mediocre. But yeah. but you have, in my opinion, the best goaltender in the NHL, John Gibson. Yeah. You have Ryan Getzlaff, who's been there, done that. Yeah. And you 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 throw this in. This is a bunch the of youngest players. team, in the league. Really. Yes. You you get rid of Ryan Getzlaff, it goes down by like three more years. <laughs> yeah. Getzlaff is old. <laughs> And they're still in third place in their division yep. and putting up points. And they, in a division that has well, a lot of They contenders. were extremely – like, you know, the Calgary team, which is seasoned and good. I watched the Calgary-Anaheim game last night. They were matching them in almost every, every category. Every aspect. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is a team that I could see making the conference final. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. Also, the Sharks – Let's give a nod to the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Like they're not surprising because of the 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 experience and the veterans they have on the team. Mm-hmm. But they've been bottom of the league for a while. They have. Well, not bottom, but like yeah. bottom of the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And now they're thirteenth in the league. They're above Pittsburgh in standings. And so, who's not? Um. Uh, <laughs> Boston. <laughs> and the Kings are actually surprising too. There there are a lot of surprising teams who are like not 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 like. Great, but they're exceeding expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, you could throw Columbus in there too. Who who thought Columbus would have twenty four points at this point in the season? Mm, yeah, I mean, I mean, you have people. They were competing last year for a playoff spot, but they are they are very surprising. So that's good. So we say probably Anaheim's probably the biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. Anaheim. Uh-huh. In my mind, Anaheim's always going to be because when I started watching hockey, they were terrible. They were in the middle of a rebuild, but like they're still in the middle of a rebuild. But now they're getting their young players, and they're getting to the point where this is what they were they were working towards this whole time. It's a rebuild that's working. That's true. Unlike Same with Buffalo. Detroit. Detroit too. Mm-hmm. And Detroit's, I mean, Detroit's they, hockey town. So I mean, and when you have, have a when you have a GM like Yzerman, Yzerman, wow. Iserman. Iserman. Yeah. And Detroit has the two of the best rookies in the league. Right now. In Moritz Sider and Luke Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, 
Good stuff. It's insane. Yeah. Yep. I really like that Detroit team. Prediction time. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he, this we need to preface this, though, Abby, because last week you had an insane week, this last week, mm-hmm. but the week before... I had a gosh-awful week. just as bad as this week was good, so... Yeah, it kind of get... cancels out, and you just got zero points. No! <laughs> no, you just come out I even. didn't get anything That's right last I week. I didn't get a single game right last week. I had a week of my life last week. No, you All right, so didn't. let's start with last week. I had week. four. Was that week seven of our predictions? I beat you, though. Week seven of our predictions, we started off... Uh, Andrew, had fif- or Andrew and I were tied at 15. Abby had 11. I was very happy. Abby got 0 for 5 in week 7. Abby went 0 for 5 in I week 7. I went 3 for 5. And I went 4 for 5. 4 for 5. Okay. <laughs> so so coming into this last week of predictions, which we didn't record, but we did honestly, I can we, honestly say between the three of us, we can all say yep. that we, we made the picks before the game. And we shared the, the predictions on the Instagram. That's true. On Monday That's afternoon. True. There you go. So it was fine. So coming into this last week, week 8, uh, Jim was leading at 19. Drew, uh, Andrew was in second with 18. Abby was in third with 11. 11, let's go. But, but folks, I want to tell you, that all changed this week. Because I went 0 for 5. And he is still at 18. Yes, I am. At the beginning of this week. You week's can say nothing about me except that I am consistent. And I, I, <laughs> I picked two right this week. This Seattle game on the 29th and the Detroit game on the 30th. Seattle and Detroit. Okay, who would have thought that Detroit would be Boston? I me. Did. Not me. We did. Um, <laughs> you had faith in your team. So I did. That, that puts me at 21 points at the oh, end of last week. So at the beginning of this week for predictions, I still lead with 21. But Abigail was the bell of the ball this last week. The bell of the ball. And she ball. picked every single game right. Didn't get any scores Correct, but she picked every winner this week. Am I wrong I to say that this is the first time that someone's gone five and zero this year, or really ever in pens and stuff I don't, podcast I history? Don't, I don't. Not this year. This is the first five and zero. I feel week. like that was. Well, I mean, before like when we first started, I think we only predicted like the Penguins games. Right. Right. So it was easier to go over for like three and three or sweep. Right. But now we're doing five games, and they're not just the Penguins? Like, no. No, Abby did great this week. And how props to Abby. Lucky? No, this is hockey wisdom that I have been given. <laughs> yeah, because you picked – let's see here. So you picked Seattle over Buffalo. That yeah. was a pick-em game. That was pretty much a pick-em game. Both teams take. are not great. Boston and Detroit. Mm-hmm. You got lucky picking No, Detroit. I trusted my you boys. Edmonton over Pittsburgh. Why would you not – She always picks the, yeah, the but why would team you, against Pittsburgh. Why would Pittsburgh? you not pick Connor McDavid? Like that, that's McDavid like a cheat code. One that's goal. a cheat code, okay? We did Dallas it. over Columbus, another pick'em game. Yeah. And then Calgary over Anaheim. Calgary is the best team in the league. Then why did you choose Anaheim? Because I had to to try and beat Jim. Except I guess we picked. Except you're still losing to him by more this week than you were last week. <laughs> okay, but what I'm saying is it's a luck thing. You did not. You do not watch all ten teams who played this week. You just don't. I watched Detroit, I watched Pittsburgh, I watched Dallas, and I watched Calgary. Okay, four okay. for six. That's not all ten. So let's let's move on. I do to, watch CBJ uh, sometimes. Picking picking these games here this week. Okay, and, hit us with uh, the just, picks. No, no, no. Can I just say something? You may. He just completely made my victory seem so small, and now I am sad. I'm just saying it's nice, Andrew. He Lucky. just says that I'm all, and watch me come back. 
and beat him by a landslide. Okay, it, okay, kick, it, kick his butt. This if week if again. you win this weekend predictions, I will I will concede that you are, you can see the future. All right, you are a a prophet. So, so a if she prophet. so you, what you're prophet. saying is she beats you this week. No, if she wins, if she wins the week. So she has the best record of the week. If she has the best what record of the week. What if she ties for the best record of the week? Will you concede no. that? All right. Pens and Stuff podcast listeners, we apologize for the fact that the podcast audio got corrupted there. And so we lost our predictions, but we did make them. And uh, unfortunately, you missed some very good conversation about these games and about these teams. And so um, unfortunately, that's lost forever. However, we do want you to know what we picked and who we picked uh, for these games. The first game we picked, which was our game of the week, was Florida at St. Louis. Uh, Jim and Abby both picked Florida to win. Jim by a score of four to three, Abby by a score of four to one. And Andrew picked St. Louis to win five to three. December 8th game, Dallas at Vancouver, no, not Vancouver. December 8th's game, Dallas at Vegas Golden Knights. Jim picked the Vegas Golden Knights to win three to two. Abby and Andrew both picked Dallas to win. Andrew by a score of three to one, Abby by a score of five to two. Boston at Edmonton, December 9th. Everybody picked Edmonton. Andrew by a score of three to one. Abby four to one. Jim three to five. Five to three. I'm sorry. Five to three. Then Win Winnipeg at Seattle. December 9th also. Uh, Jim and Andrew both picked Winnipeg. Uh, Andrew's score was seven to nothing, and he really went on a quite a tirade about somebody getting a hat trick and all that. And then uh, Winnipeg, uh, Jim's score was four to two. Abby picked Seattle to win three to two. And then our last game of the week was December 10th game, Pittsburgh at Washington. Pittsburgh uh, was picked by Drew and Andrew and Jim. Andrew's score was two to nothing. Jim's score was five to three. And Abby picked Washington to win per her idea that if she picks against Pittsburgh, she's happy either way. Um, and she picked a score of seven to three. So with that in mind, we uh, have, that is our predictions for this week. And again, we're sorry for the technical difficulties. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please contact us at uh, Penn's Penguins stuff official at gmail.com. That's the email address. You can also uh, look us up on Instagram at Pens and Stuff Podcast and on Twitter at Pens Stuff. All one word. So you can uh, hit us up on either one of those ways, and we hope you will. And again, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Let's go, Pens. <laughs>